This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is a slow one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but let's go back to the 1990s and meet a young homeschool boy that just wanted some candy. Halloween is coming soon, but mom and dad won't let me wear costumes. I want to go as Freddy. They say it's not a holy night It's full of goblins, ghouls, and lots of frights That made me feel real sweaty They said the rapture's on the way If I go out then mommy might not stay She'll get sucked up to heaven Then God will spill blood in the streets And tons of nightmare shit will come to be And it's all your fault, Kevin There's no time to change their minds My friends are trick-or-treating and I'm left behind Happy Halloween, everybody. We watch A Thief in the Night. We're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. <laughs> or in this case, Pitchy Christian Fun. Yeah, that was great. Hey. Oh. Hey. Hey. Waka waka. Yeah. Loser's another word. Drew Tarver's dad. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I am Caroline. We're here to have ghoul Christian fun. Ooh. Maybe. It's spookier. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Get your spooks on. Get your spookies on. Caroline, what's the scariest thing you're going to do for Halloween this year? Um, I'm going to love my husband so much it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first one that came to mind. What about you, Kevin? What are you going to do? When a kid comes to the front door for trick-or-treating this year, I'm not going to give him one candy. I'm going to give him the whole bag and say, Wow, <laughs> that is scary. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's like you that might, might get actually the police be legitimately called on scared. you. <laughs> Man, I shouldn't do that. Good Christian Fun is a podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, Christian movies, music, entertainment, and stuff that intersects with Christianity. We're Christians, but we're not here to make you go to church. We're not here to preach to you or proselytize to you. We're not here to bash it either, if you believe it. If you believe this rapture stuff, hey, you're right. Hey, if you believe in ghosts, you're a nerd. <laughs> hey, if you believe this administration's doing a good job, uh, it's up to you. 
<laughs> it's up to you. Oh, and what a great country we live in where you can have that freedom. Thank you. Thank you, America. The topic for today is a thief in the night. That's right. Which we had both seen before. With our buddy Ross Kimball. Because we watch it for the show. <laughs> yeah, if, you, uh, if you're if you a Patreon subscriber, lucky you. If you haven't seen the, the movie yet, one, I recommend you do. You can watch on Amazon Prime or you can check it out on GCF Second Service if you want to. Mm-hmm. But you can watch it there. I would recommend people watch it. Yeah, it's a it's an enjoyable experience. I it's think. a shorty. We'll get into it, but yeah, it's it's not too long. Yeah. It's spooky. Wait, do you know your Halloween costume this year? Yes. Do you know mine? No. I think I'm going to repeat. Well, I thought you said you weren't going to do a costume this year. Well, if I do... Are you going to go as yourself? <laughs> the biggest clown in town? <laughs> Let's introduce our special guest. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she is a stand-up. You may know from her appearances on The Late Late Show with James Corden or her amazing podcast, Cool Playlist. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Eliza Skinner! Yay! Yay, 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 yay. Eliza! Eliza. Does it keep going? It Are there does. More lyrics than just that. Oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're was that cat? Yeah, I'm doing spooky versions. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, musical guest, Amy Grant. <laughs> she was never on SNL, which I kind of find surprising. That is. Yeah, she crossed over. Into she crossed over. Not enough for Lauren. Lauren's a Satanist. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why she was never on. That's why everyone knows that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eliza, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Sure, thank you for having today. me. Uh, I feel like I'm your. Um, you associate me with Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's why we specifically reached out to you. <laughs> when why I did that? Gilmore Girl, Gilmore Guys, I oh. did a Halloween episode. Oh, that's Was weird. that a Halloween episode? It was a Halloween episode, which I remember because we talked about Halloween and you were like, I never trick-or-treated, I never dressed up. And I was like, what? Why? And you were like, no oh. reason. I was like, come on now. There has <laughs> to be a reason. Oh, my God. oh he was and coy were like, about it. Nope, it was nothing. I was like, was it re- was it like a religious thing? And you're like, no. And I'm like, okay, this is wild. You straight so, lied. <laughs> wait, I don't know if I lied about that. You were just like, well, you know, anyway, it's just Whatever. a thing some kids do. Some kids don't like candy and dressing up. And I was like, okay, well, I think fine. little Kevin liked candy. <laughs> oh, hey, come on now. Sorry to come right out of the gate and call you out on that. That's so oh funny. my goodness but gracious. Yeah. I have no, I now remember it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But even then, I would still stand by the fact that it wasn't for religious reasons that I wasn't, that I personally wasn't into it. But it was not a tradition for religious family. reasons, mm-hmm. which led to me not, not being, being into, into it. it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I rest okay, my so case. Am I justifying a lie? There is literally a full moon rising up through it, the trees. It's crazy that um, I, I stopped paying attention to the the blood moon stuff because I feel like there's one of those every two weeks now or something. It feels like, like, they like they just it. Yeah, it's always like. Did yeah, you see the blood? The first one in my life, I was like, oh, like, yeah. here we go, eyes on Israel. Yeah. and then there there's like three, and I'm like, oh, this is just commonplace. Yeah. Um. So I feel like I can't. I don't. Didn't. I was like, well, this can't be a blood moon though. I haven't heard anything. Everybody likes to talk about it. So I decided this was an omelet moon tonight or a frittata. It's it kind like of a, a frittata. Uh, frittata, frittata moon. It's like a little Delicious. buttery moon today. Yeah. I'd say it's got a light yellow, but. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's scary. Man, I really want to regain your trust now throughout the <laughs> no, rest no, of the podcast. No, no, I trust podcast. you. I just, it, I, it was always like, there's something you know, that like he doesn't want to talk story. about about this. And it's true, you've thought about it every day for the last four years, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I wake up, I'm like, coffee or tea? What was that about? <laughs> I, think, I think it's been four years to the day. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, well, Eliza, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast where we tell the truth. 
all the time, <laughs> Only forever. Truth. You know yeah. what that was too? I didn't have a co-host there that day, so yeah. I got a co-host to keep me accountable. Oh, okay, yeah, I know a lot about your history. Yeah, you I'll can let say you put any no, that's not true. Out. Yes, exactly. Well, Eliza, what's your history with? Church stuff, religious stuff, faith stuff, any of that stuff. Um, I was raised Unitarian Universalist. You are the first one I've ever met. (laughs) I'm so excited to hear what that was like. (laughs) What an honor for you. Yeah, it was uh, it was actually great. Um, I loved it. If you are not familiar with Unitarian Universalism, the basic tenet is that we believe that all humans need spiritual communities they like every culture makes them every culture has like let's sit around the fire say these things do this dance and then we're done like we just need that but the idea that i should be able to that what i believe is more right than what you believe or that one person should dictate what other people uh what's true and right for them that doesn't line up. So instead we all come together and like posit some ideas and talk about what different place people and groups believe and then have bagels and coffee afterwards. That's so there's no, essentially there's, is there any uniformity of like doctrine in that sense? Or is it just like, not really. It's besides, more like a book club. Where it's like, it kind I of this. is. Yeah. Really? It kind of is like a book club. It, I, the doctrine would be like, um, like respecting different other people's religious beliefs. Hey, like that's yeah, pretty much it. That's, cool. that's not so bad. Yeah. It, uh, if from the outside, they can sometimes look like a Christian church well, or it like grew a out of Christianity. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. like so. There are some roots there that are sort of Jesusy, but like Jesus mm-hmm. isn't the only thing going on. I guess yes, is he included? Yes, okay. Unitarianism was definitely. <laughs> hey guys, can I play? <laughs> <laughs> Unitarianism was definitely a part of uh, a, a strain of Christian, a sect of. Christianity, but then the universalism came in and joined it, and it got kind of even more oh, okay. uh, hippie-ish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I learned tons. I, I was very into going to Sunday school when I was a kid, and learned oh. tons of um, Bible stories there. Like it was there. We, there was a lot of. It was a lot of uh, um, uh, uh, Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. A lot of prodigal son, you know. Um, the greatest hits. The greatest exactly, yeah. exactly. You're, you're, you don't stop your Sunday school yeah. standards. Did you get Noah's Ark and stuff like that? Not so much. Crucifixion story? Not really. No, it was more like, it was kind of ethics yeah, stuff. just like it was like teaching kids like like it wasn't like, like the VeggieTales stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it it's mostly like Old Testament stuff where it can be more like yeah ethics and morality. Oh, VeggieTales yeah. had a very visceral like Passion of Christ play. I remember them doing. <laughs> Which that. vegetable was Jesus? Bob. I mean, it the Bob. red. Because it was is, red. Oh, I yeah. see. <laughs> I have never seen VeggieTales, but I did write uh, a an erotic fan fiction story about you it. Once. Did? Yeah, for the With competitive. Competitive erotic fan fiction. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I got that as a topic one time. Uh, Wait, has oh, that okay, been was recorded? To you, I was yeah, it, it has been. You know what? Maybe we'll play a little snippet of that oh, as would, our outro. It may be hard to find, but if you can, go for it. <laughs> but yeah, I think I did the story about uh, the the king who like divided the who was like, I'm gonna cut this baby in half with the two oh, women. Oh yeah, uh, that's King Solomon. Yeah, that's yeah. Most of the kings. I think then. I did something with that, Gosh. and then the, all the vegetables started having sex. I think I don't know. It was a long time ago. Sounds hot. Um, but they all they all they also have songs in them, right? Yes, they do. They yeah. All so I did a little. Sometimes yeah. there's a silly song. So I did a little song in there too. Anyway, so Sunday school. Was I love mostly... Caroline soberly <laughs> describing a veggie yeah, tales like structure. Um, sorry, Cordy comes Sometimes, out, yeah. um, and then it's kind of a play within a play. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, my my Sunday school was really because it, it wasn't because we didn't think uh, you know you have to believe that. Christ was the Messiah that that stuff we didn't have to be taught Mm -hmm. Um, but the like 
you should know how to treat people well and why and care about other people mm. and all of those lessons that are present in Christianity. Those were yeah. applicable. Uh, were you were you concerned with like having a de- like a central deity or God or how was that like idea conveyed to you? That was really like, hey, what do you think? Like, I remember my, my parents asking a couple times, like, hey, like, what do you think? Is there a God? And I was like, I don't know. Um, and so I would sort of like play around with different um, visualizations of a God if there was one or whether or not there was. And, and it, yeah, it, it, it was never a question that meant a whole lot to me. Yeah, like it wasn't an extremely important question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was like, I suppose I'll find out if I'm going to find out yeah. at some point. It's kind of um, like me with certain like, like, yeah, I guess I'm interested in Maniac on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet, but I might get around to it. Yeah. yeah. It's more if fun it, to think about what it could be. If it's important to my life, <laughs> it's going to be important to my life. Like, I'm, but, yeah. you know, It'll I don't need to me. choose it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll find myself in a maniac party someday. Exactly. Oh, That's cool. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I remember at one point in my childhood thinking that God, realizing that I picked, that I thought that God looked like Prince Valiant. <laughs> Like becoming aware, oh, like man. you know, you know why that picture in your head is familiar. That's, it's from the Sunday yeah. funnies, from the oh. hot prince from Sunday. Yeah. So the idea that for most people it's this old man with a beard, I was like, oh, that's Maybe weird. Why would he be that out. old? He's got a lot to do. We knew even back then God was big. He needs to be virile. <laughs> he needs to go. This is a strong man. Yeah. I love that. Why is he at the of end God? of the day? Yeah. <laughs> He's like in his middle age. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny too. The I feel like. The conversation now between mainstream Protestant evangelical Christianity and universalism as a concept is having now, because there were like, <laughs> there have been essentially like sleeper agents for universalism in Christian circles, like Rob Bell yeah. is a big one. Who, oh, okay, yeah. He was a Christian author, pastor, thought leader, which is a thing we call people now. And he wrote books that were like pretty much accepted in these circles. And then at a certain point, he came out with a book called Love Wins, which posited kind of a universalist theory of like everyone like heaven and hell this is some bullshit i think everyone's gonna go to heaven this is wild that a god would be like oh these things you did bad in this 80 year span are like a choice that kind of wasn't up to you i guess you'll be punished for eternity so he started questioning that and i feel like christianity has had to contend with those questions in a more direct way than they have in the last like 10 to 15 years yeah from what i have gathered from the outside and the 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 Mm. stuff that i've read um is it seems like the idea of uh hell is like the linchpin to um evangelical stuff falling apart like when somebody's like oh you know what i don't believe in hell it's like well then you're not evangelical anymore i think there's okay i'll have to figure out what else i am then because i still believe a lot of other stuff yeah yeah yeah. that that seems because it's very important a lot of people's like idea Mm -hmm. of Faith is based around the salvation transaction and when salvation isn't necessary because it doesn't matter where you go when you die, it can't just be like, ah, mm-hmm. what is there? And I think it's interesting because some people have maybe gone to the Rob Bell, but more of the Christians that I know or the Protestant Christians have like hardened around the very fundamentalist idea, which is like there is hell, being gay is bad. And that's all there is to it. And you can't let culture influence your Bible, basically. And so those churches are doing well in some ways. I'm like getting stronger because people, you know, feel safe around certainty and things like that, which is unfortunate because I would much rather, obviously, that it would go down the Unitarian, like universalist path. Yeah. Anything. I'm, uh, yeah, I, 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 I do know that 
I mean, obviously, to me, there's nothing wrong with Unitarianism, uh, Unitarian Universal. But I do know that I have talked to people that find it upsetting because there's not a a right and a wrong. Yeah, not, there's not a black and white dictated for you right and wrong. But what the church does do, or what I was taught, is like strengthen that in yourself so you know what's right and wrong and you mm. don't have to be told by someone else yeah like yeah a equipping you with an internal moral compass yeah. rather than yeah. dictating one from like uh, yeah. two thousand years ago or right so. like being yeah. ethical but I, I think also just i think the idea of being comfortable around a maybe yeah and still letting that um influence your life because i think people find it difficult to build a life around like well i don't know who god is yeah and, and i know which we, is understandable you know i know we beat this particular drum a lot but the house of cards theology is such a bummer for that where it's like well if this doctrine is questionable or we're not sure about that well then nothing Ed, we talked about this in episode before but when expressing certain feelings about gay people to a friend of mine one of the responses was well why should i stay with my wife what's the point of monogamy if yeah, we're supposed to treat gay really people really interesting so, i've heard so that strange. a lot yeah. i remember being on uh, on tour with some comics one time that I didn't really know well. Um, this is a Christian comedy tour, right? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Doing all the best churches and youth groups. <laughs> well, I mean, no, for the most part, comics are y- usually pretty liberal in m- all aspects of their life. Not all the time, but like most of them are. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them one of, in the group just kind of came out with, um, yeah, basically that idea that like, well, yeah, you choose to be gay just like you choose to be straight like I could have been gay but I chose not to do that and we were like wait what and this was after he had been like you know being gay is wrong and it's a choice that you make that's wrong and we're like wait it's wrong but you could have done I think you have some uh, stuff going on because yeah like things to think about yeah um and I feel like that might be an oversimplification to that mindset but it does feel like it's there. Like the yeah. idea that like, well, if I didn't have to be straight, I certainly wouldn't be. <laughs> well, wait, what? Yeah. I, so you like, oh, so you acknowledge like it, it's there. Yeah. You, yeah. I know it's interesting. When, like your, your morality is a personal choice or your sexuality was a choice mm-hmm. you made or something like and that. And I would question it. Like we're talking about gay people mm-hmm. in this instance and probably everyone in the LGBTQ plus community. But I would question anytime your affirmation of someone's humanity relies upon a logic trap. Of like, mm-hmm. well, if X is Y, but Y is X, then why should I have to? I think anytime <laughs> someone's going to that level of like doing the mathematics, the the Charlie Day gif on Twitter of like, I don't need to do this, <laughs> then I would be yeah. discerning at least. Especially of, of when those. it's a positive thing, like falling in love with people or getting <laughs> yes. married or whatever. You know, it's like yeah, well, it's very strange that our society is so based on the institution of marriage, and yet it wants to limit it so much. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah, you want people partnered up and buying houses and, and raising families, families and kids and stuff, don't yeah. you want lots of people doing that? <laughs> or do you like, but only certain people in just this one way. <laughs> like, wow. The rest of you, you could just go off a cliff into your sodomy or whatever. It's like, no. <laughs> I think, <laughs> That's weird. yeah, I think the top two linchpins, like you were saying before, it is, it, it does feel like hell and affirmation of homosexuals. What do you, what do you think well, the third is? Isn't that a big one? Isn't the, of women. the homosexual yeah. thing and probably like aren't those things tied into hell like it's because if you're not going to be punished with damnation for all eternity couldn't you dabble in some of the things that aren't that, that you're not <laughs> s- supposed to do uh yes but i think the treatment of people has more 
visceral, immediate consequences where hell can kind of stay in the ether of your of your thought process, which is like if you sat down and thought about it for a minute, it would then become like it would have immediate consequences, but 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 yeah, the okay. people stuff it would just affect being like bad at being wrong at all is what you're saying. Right, like it's what, kind of like why does that need to be wrong? Whether this guy believes this about hell or that about hell doesn't affect whether he attends a gay wedding he was invited mm-hmm. to, whereas it would in mm-hmm. that instance. So Those yeah, I've weddings. known um, I've known Christians too that are like. Uh, I, I believe like gay marriage should be legal and everything, but like I personally couldn't condone that wedding or something like I couldn't arrive. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, what a loss for them. <laughs> you yeah. won't be there. Oh, I've, no. heard <laughs> I've heard that a yeah, lot. Um, um, that, anyway, like, but Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I just, I've heard that a lot that like, uh, Oh, I love gay people. I just don't like, like, like gay, gay people are fine. Yeah. yeah. They just can't have sex. I'm like, well, what? I know. <laughs> Why does that matter to you? <laughs> Why does that affect your life? Let people doink. Mm. Um, so going LPD, back to let people, <laughs> let people doink. doink. That's my platform. Let the nations um, doink and be glad. So childhood was kind of in this church. Did you stay in it through like teen years and beyond? Yeah, I was. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I dabbled in a lot of different religious things. I um, I went to an Episcopalian school uh, in elementary school and I was in the choir of an Episcopalian church because it was right next door to my house. Um, so I experienced a lot of the more formal church stuff. Yeah. Was that confusing at all for you going from one tradition to the other? No, not really. I don't, I feel like this, this idea, like the idea of science versus church is very new to me. As I said, these are pretty formal churches. I mean, the Episcopalian Church is pretty much Catholicism with divorce. Um, and yeah, I heard them described as chill Catholics one yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just, the Anglican Church was started because King Henry VIII wanted to get divorced, and they were, and it was a Catholic country, and they were like, "Can we just do this?" But like, let me do that. LPD. So yeah, LPD. <laughs> um, it always comes back. <laughs> but I don't ever remember anybody being like, wait a minute, with this Garden of Eden stuff, what about that dinosaur stuff we learned? It was just like, <laughs> if anyone did do that, they would, like, the teacher or the parent or the whoever would be like, shh, this is church, don't talk right now. <laughs> and you just didn't, it was like, you could hold those different ideas in your mind and also have one be like a poetic me- metaphor mm-hmm. um, or just a spiritual idea and the other be like a science thing yeah um it feels very new to me to have or like the last 10 20 years to have to have all to have religious thought explain everything in your life Hmm. so so it didn't ever confuse me i was like oh these are these stories that are useful for this and these are these stories that are useful for this other stuff you did not have to filter through like well wait a minute how does this affect positively or negatively yeah Yeah. Uh that stuff yeah, which I think is hard for a lot of people. Like, because it's not compartmentalization. It's just, it's just a flow of life. It, it's not. It, it's not necessarily. In that way, there's not immediately looking for conflicts or problems of like, mm-hmm. okay, is this righteous and holy? Is this good for my soul? You can just. Mm-hmm. It was more looking for empathy. Yeah. Like, oh man, that would be scary if that happened to me. Right. Or like, right, right. oh wow, that would be 
pretty exciting. I would be so confused. Like, you know, ideas like like uh, being a young girl who suddenly an angel comes to you and you're like, I'm, you're going to have uh, God's baby. I would be freaked out. Yeah. I would not oh, be like, yeah. oh, yes, holy. I would be like, oh, my God, who's going to help? This is terrible. What are you? What, is it a huh? monster baby? Yeah, the nativity no. is out of my insurance. Like, mm, figure it out. I'm an angel. Goodbye. Like, that's alarming so all of that stuff I, I again I just would filter through like what would those feelings be like if mm-hmm. you were in that situation yeah, yeah so even then you're processing yeah more through a lens of narrative mm, and I like yeah so. like in, it, and as narrative functions as an empathy machine oftentimes that's you could imagine yourself that's why I love that you know that song Breath of Heaven by Amy Grant yeah because it's totally from the perspective of uh, Amy Grant's gonna come a few times <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> is she the biggest crossover artist or, or are there some that I don't even know that they started out as Christian I feel mm. like that might be an aspect yeah there's a few well there's a few like rock bands that are, I think, a little bit surprising. Yeah, I like mean, I guess Creed, te- Creed, technically you could say you too. Heard of that? And what? then, and now we're about to see a re- prince, I suppose. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I will die for you. Mm-hmm. We're about to uh, get into a territory of the reverse crossover artist with Bieber and Gomez, mm. Justin Bieber Avril singing Levine. worship song. Avril Lavigne yeah. would be one of them too. Her yeah. newest single is a worship song for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Well, there's a big market. Yeah. Oh, no, it's alive and well. And I'm buying. As the numbers of this podcast bear out. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so you were part of the choir as you were going through this mm-hmm, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, and um, and I, I really enjoyed Sunday school as a kid. Yeah. So I would be the one uh, who would like get, wake my parents up on Sunday and be like, uh, tick-tock, time to go to church. And they'd be like, <laughs> oh, like, God, dork. we'll drop get you off. The Tracy Flake <laughs> of Sunday school. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I, I, yeah, I found it fascinating. So once I got to college, I took a lot of courses. Actually, high school, I took a lot of college courses in high school. Oh, on, excuse uh, me. It's nice to be a part of, of the club, life. isn't it? <laughs> uh, in religion. Um, so I did I, I found religious studies just interesting because I guess it was an extension of my yeah, church. like just the curiosity too. Mm-hmm. I and heard about you, this. all the similarities. Like there's yeah so much similarity between uh, talk uh, about crossover. Yeah, hey. Hey. Um, I think I was trying to figure out why there wasn't more. Like, wait, you guys all believe pretty much the same stuff, but like with different hats. Why are you so mad about the hats? Yeah. Because you agree. What on a things. lovely picture! It's just hat <laughs> stuff. I mean, it's kind cool. of. <laughs> that's a fedora. That's a top hat. That they both function mostly the Thank same way. Thank you for way. giving me the top hat, and not the fedora. <laughs> Sorry, Liz. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, no, no, no. You can you... pull it off in a musical theater type. <laughs> oh, okay. Way. It's like a glittery fedora. <laughs> yes, 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 oh, okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. Cool, 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 cool. So you've got like a magic show kind of yeah. hat. <laughs> okay. And I have a three foot long beanie for some reason. Ew. Yeah, those when, those were happening. Uh, when you studied religion in those courses. Did you have like a favorite that emerged at all or was it all just kind of just interesting? No, it, again, it was mostly like it was more on the um, kind of structures of thought, like these systems, like w- what are the things that are important to us r- spiritually mm-hmm. and the questions that we keep ans- asking and answering them. And I mean, it, it crosses over a lot into philosophy as far as I'm concerned. Like I, I, f- I feel like humans use religion to soothe ourselves and and to teach each other but also to teach ourselves yeah like oh i all these people were in these situations and did this because of this so i guess that's how i can 
figure out what to do at work, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so it's almost like by studying different genres, you learn music theory yeah. in a way where it's like, oh, okay, you use these kind of chords in this way, but you're still using the same 12 notes. And also learn about musicians. Like, yeah. why do you choose those ones and you choose these ones? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and why do we keep wanting to make this kind of song? <laughs> yeah, and I think that is something to learn from that. So where would you say you land now on that spectrum? We're going to need an answer. <laughs> We're going to need an answer of, by the of end what of the... Spe- <laughs> do you mean like how, yeah, I guess, like, how religious? spiritual how... spectrum? I feel like I'm... Or s- ideology or anything? It we doesn't have to be a solid 12 heads answer. in front of Eliza. Well, <laughs> no. Um, I mean, my, my answer is that I feel, I feel like kind of in the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are a lot of different questions in there. Like, like, do I believe in God? Do, what happens after you die? Um, well, is there someone control? Well, I guess that is God. Um, I, I think that um, if anything, there's a lot of uh, math in the world that like there's a lot of ripple effects and th- things influencing each other that we don't understand or see all of it. And I think that could be in a very broad sense. So it's really, really hippy dippy stuff. And uh, I don't think that anybody is mapping stuff out for us. Mm. So that is that a sufficient answer? That's a great design. answer. Yeah, okay. sorry. We'll I accept put you it. on the spot. Okay. I, I like hearing when people describe it, though, because I think it's a really lovely picture into someone's like soul in some ways. And it's yeah, there's no mm. right answer or anything. It's just like, oh, like you see it as math and like this framework and these like influences on each other. And that's really cool. Yeah. And I think okay. I think in some people it can inspire apathy or even sometimes anger, obviously, with certain experiences. But it seemed to it seems to have like some sense of like wonder or curiosity for you Mm -hmm. still yeah yeah i've known a lot of uh hardcore atheists that i feel like a very often are reacting to a a religion that they got brought up in um and are like it wasn't that therefore it's nothing and like uh okay that seems extreme you know there's there's a gray area you could pick a maybe as you said Mm -hmm. um and also like yeah as you said sort of an angry thing to it we're like oh religion is wrong and everything i was taught was wrong like well religion also still does a lot of very good things for people Mm -hmm. as much as it uh can also be used to do bad things for people Mm -hmm. um so i think again like basically i got brought up in this church that made me a liberal arts student for life (laughs) (laughs) where i'm like maybe this or that i could see your point of view it's fair for you to have it yeah and that works for me. I don't. I, awesome. I don't see a need to to nail it down harder than that. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, That's thanks really for sharing cool. your story. That's mm-hmm. great. Let's dive in. Yeah, what do you say to our spooky topic? Did you have any exposure or any sort of relationship, tangential or not, to Christian pop culture? I think the only. Like I, I like Jesus Christ Superstar a lot. Oh yeah, was in that musical many times, starting from being a small (laughs) child. I have video of me at like three years old singing the Mary Magdalene songs from that. Oh, so cute. Yeah, like I dated a bunch of different. My first boyfriend was Mormon, and then I dated a a Catholic guy, very hardcore Catholic, and then a Baptist boy. And the Baptist guy uh, was a big Striper fan. Oh yeah, oh, had been hell, like with the devil. Oh mm-hmm. yes, uh-huh. yeah. So like with from all of them, Big I would be like, oh, yeah, it's not a weird one. <laughs> like a striper poster in his closet was like, that's what I used to like. Oh, <laughs> so dumb. Anyway, I'm a straight edge hardcore kid Still now. There. Like, yeah, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> I was gonna ask too, as a as a a, a rap fan, mm. 
How do you feel about like some of the stuff that's happening with the way faith has become conversant in some of the bigger artists now? What do you mean? Well, I think it started a little bit like in a mainstream sense with like Kanye doing Jesus Walks, Mm -hmm. but now it seems like pretty explicit in some of the stuff that like Chance the Rapper puts out and Kendrick Lamar, they're pretty... I feel like from for the most part what I've heard or maybe it's the way that I've processed it, it's people talking about their relationships with... Yeah. God and their own spirituality. And I feel like that's fair game. And yeah. yeah, go for it. Everybody do that. That's what I'm interested in. Um, I bristle when it's people telling, again, <laughs> this should be obvious. I bristle when people tell other people what to think. Sure. When they're like, your thoughts are wrong. My thoughts are better. Get on board or don't. And also, my, even though, like, my part, my thoughts are wonderful, like a sunny day, like, still, like, calm down. Works for you. <laughs> Might not work for everybody. Like, Why doesn't everyone do that? You like the descriptive more than the prescriptive. Yeah, just so much of Christian music is a lot of, like, um, the, the world is lost, and if only they'd listen. And I guess that's the message of this movie, too, in a lot of ways. It's very What do you think freaky. the message of this movie is? A thief in the night. Did you guys actually like this movie? Did you, are you like, mm, yum, yum, gets a popcorn. This is fun to watch well we did have popcorn but i will say i think recommending people watch a movie is different from okay. liking right. a movie okay yeah and this is not a well-made film i will say that no wow. but it's like uh weirdly entertaining just and how strange it is like i feel like i was watching a little bit of a museum art piece a lot of the time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so i got to dip into your crazy brain for a little bit and be like mm-hmm. all right huh Oh, definitely. Okay. <laughs> the stuff with the tattoos and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Like, well, which I felt like, as again, as a Unitarian Universalist, I felt like, oh, that's me. <laughs> Getting you, a tattoo? Yeah. You, you think... You think I'm evil tattoos, right? That the, the like secular thought and like, well, we'll try to figure it out and survive is really evil, yeah. and we will indoctrinate you with our nothing thought. I know, with our universal government. Yeah, how dare yeah. we? Exactly. I, I think this movie reminded me of that quote where, uh, gosh, I forget what critic said it, but. They said every movie is two movies. One is the movie, and then the second movie is a documentary about the people who made the movie. Wow, that's so great. You can kind of see that yes. in this. And this guy made only these movies. He made four of them. Well, and all his other movies are also yeah, in, super in, evangelical. In the world, yeah. This was, I mean, gosh, what would be like a good metaphor for like the forerunner for pure flicks and everything we owe evangelical Christian film markets to, because this is pretty much the first one. They made it for 60 grand. It grossed millions and millions of dollars. Wow. There was, there really? was so many articles I read that said an estimated 300 million people have watched this movie, which feels like complete nonsense. Yeah. I feel like it's the... like 30 people watching it a million times. Right. Exactly. It's a little inflated, <laughs> it seems. Yeah. But this would be like the, f- I, this is the first time I think, a Christian market saw like, oh, there's Golden Them Hills. Yeah. You can do yeah. this. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely what I was thinking about it, that it was like, oh, they, someone had this idea and no one who was good at making movies wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. other people... And that tradition the first one and continues seen, on. I don't feel like it we does. I feel like it. <laughs> these days, like, there are... The, some of these Christian movies have gotten to be, wet, like, good movies. 
I can only imagine is decent. It, oh, yeah, it's decent. It's not good. Well, just having like good people who can, yeah, like who it's are good at, at least technically things. good. Yes, yes, uh-huh. yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I'm not like yum. What a great movie. <laughs> but I mean, like their top ten criteria. I'm not like, collection. oh my god, what are you doing? Your montage is photos. <laughs> they had a photo they photo montage. Movie, on the iMovie settings. They weren't even zooming in. in. I was just uh, like, it's a picture. It was insane. Here's another picture um, and a. Third. It's like when your mom does a screenshot by taking a photo of yes. the screen with her phone. Yes. It's a perfect metaphor. So just like a little recap on the movie. It's essentially oh, uh, like a rapture parable. Mm-hmm. It kind of based, it came out in 72. There was a book in the 70s that really kind of codified this theological thought process. Very unlike Unitarian thought. It was like, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. This is exactly what it is. Here's the dimensions and mm-hmm. definitions. And it's a theology called dispensationalism. Premillennial which, dispensationalism. Which is the idea that time you can divide up in these very distinct eras. And the current era that we're in is like right before the millennium where Christ reigns on earth and blah, 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 blah. So there's, there's just all this like, and to me, it always just feels like Bible fanfic where it's like, well, there's some interesting poetry, but what yeah. if? And mm-hmm. it's like guys on Reddit doing like really long threads yeah. or something. And it's based a lot on Revelation. And then the, the verse that they put at the beginning of this movie is from like Jesus's sermon on the Mount of Olives. And I'm not a great theologian, so I don't know a ton about it, but I was reading through today like what that was supposed to mean and how some people took it. And some people obviously took it very literally. Mm-hmm. And like, because he does say like, get ready, this temple's gonna fall down. There's gonna be chaos. There's gonna be this, there's that. There's gonna be messiahs telling you that they're a messiah. Don't believe them, don't trust them. And also like, uh, everyone's, people might disappear. So yeah, just the description of the rapture is is so beautifully tricky. Where yes. it's like, yeah, the guy who's good isn't good, and the bad guy's is not bad. Like, there. you're like, yeah. what? The pa- There's so always like a pastor you, that stays behind. <laughs> whatever, like, whatever argument you have against the rapture proves the rapture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is yeah, what I'm like. Ah, oh, you guys really, yeah, you, you backed it into a corner it, in a fun way. Yes, it's exactly. so fascinating to watch this movie now and realize, like, probably this and you could probably connect it to what was going on in culture at the time. Like maybe with the sixties, everyone was getting real panicky about like that's every era though, free right? sin or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's and so true, then yeah. that like really crystallized this idea because this idea of the rapture is still like pretty prevalent and pretty oh, yeah. real for a lot of people or, or the apocalypse. It too. got, it got really big. Uh, I think it was, was it 2012? It was 2012 with Harold camping yeah, and all the billboards and stuff around town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wrote a, I have a pilot about the rapture. Uh, that I wrote and we recorded no it. Yeah, we recorded it as an audio, as a, like a um, uh, a podcast pilot. I'd written it as an animated pilot. Um, it's on Earwolf. You can find it. Man, oh, we cool. got so many clips to play uh, at the sorry. end of the show. <laughs> sorry. You just produce so much amazing Wow. Yeah. That's so germane to our show. <laughs> but I do find the rapture fascinating. But one aspect of it that I had never thought about that was featured heavily in this movie mm-hmm. is the idea that if you believe it, just like any time you come home and no one's there, you're like, oh, Jesus, the rapture, it happened. Ken, yeah. oh, sure. Ken, are you here? Ken- <laughs> oh, God, you're here. I thought you raptured, yeah. and I got left behind. Like, Oh, man. I've talked about this have that before, fear. but there are, like, our generations of little kids who are, like, have Traumatized? trauma from that because they come Why home and they not? couldn't find their parents, like the little girl in this movie, yeah. and thinks, like, well, the rapture happened and I didn't get saved because I was told the story over and over, and it's, it's Well, imagine scary. what, like, fear of abandonment issues might be native in some people's sensitivity and personality types that is only exacerbated yeah. by this, like, <laughs> super spiritual dimension Ultimate of, like, abandonment. Yeah. yeah, and if you're not good, 
we're all going to disappear and you're going to be here all by yourself. Yeah. You're going to be left all by yourself if you don't <laughs> eat the rest of your dinner. The rest of us are going to get raptured without yep. you. Like and I'm really feeling this. Right oh, I'm like, sorry. I, just, oh, I, figured, I just realized halfway through, I'm like, I'm really giving it to, <laughs> to Kevin on this. Um, and everyone's going to know the system except mm-hmm. for you. And you're going to run, but you'll be alone. Yes. And it's just so lonely. You'll just awful. be running at broad daylight in, in downtown Des Moines, Iowa, <laughs> with yep. like kind of an ambulance chasing you Some a little bit. Couple. Yeah. So so just like a quick oh, sorry. overall yeah, recap of it. Oh, no, don't apologize. This is how we do the show. It's good, Christian. Fun, not strict Christian fun. We don't have a lesson plan here. Okay. Um, but essentially, the movie opens up a bunch of teenagers having fun. They meet like a youth group. One of them gets saved. A few of them get saved. Teen there's, town. There's this whole like snake blood subplot that's very oh, God, interesting. The snakes. Yeah, but just generally the overview. That was the one moment that I was like, mm, you tried something here. Yeah. Where there was like. Oh, it might be a metaphor. There was there an Adam? Was there an Eve? Was there a snake? A Cut to snake. snake. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, oh. yeah, it was a nice transition. Well, as Caroline pointed out, our second service there's famously that prophecy and revelation about carpenters working too close to snakes uh-huh. and zoos, <laughs> and like veterinary doctors, and how that's always an issue of whether yeah. that might happen. Whoa, to the careless zookeeper. Hey, <laughs> he didn't work in a zoo. He worked at, at a, a zoo. zoo. Right? Was that no, not on a zoo? The preposition was very under mean. a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a zoo. He's <laughs> he a zoo. bought a zoo. Uh, but yeah, th- this movie, essentially, yeah, it follows these young people. Some of them get married. Some of them get quote unquote saved and believe the right things. Some people kind of believe, but not enough. And a lot of them get raptured. And then it goes into what would happen post rapture, a la the leftovers pilot. And you see the rise of this organization called Unite, which feels very communist, a la to a lot of conservative Christian parents, very UN, very very mm-hmm. Kofi Annan, mm-hmm. and they hunt down the We're main We're just trying heroine. to protect people. Yeah, We're exactly. just trying to ha- like f- come together and figure out what's happening with the planet. What a bunch of evil. <laughs> so evil. It for a come second. on. <laughs> Jerks. And they're all Jews, I <laughs> bet. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? Uh, and then essentially they uh, they hunt down Patty. She gets betrayed by her best friend, Freddie Mercury, and Tom mm-hmm. Petty uh, at the bridge. And then it ends up, it's kind of a Twilight Zone ending where, like, like it loops like so all the most of the third act it was all dream but then it's gonna happen again and there's a lot of clocks in it too yeah but it's yeah so was the mark of the beast the tattoo or there was also a shot like, it was the tattoo i believe okay because so, the tattoo yeah. and it wasn't binary the was thing, 666 yeah. right Ooh. so it's one zero zero like whatever the binary is for six it was that three he, times on the hands i read in the in the imdb trivia mm. that like the fake tattoos wouldn't come off <laughs> filming of it now so that like, is great they, so they actually had a mark on it not like it. forever but for too long <laughs> <laughs> they're all getting kind of sweaty and they're like know, hamlety about it like, it'll wash know. off at the end of the day okay guys you have these for a while now so, oh, now one thing we talked about and I find so fascinating is like usually you know movies made before a certain time you really associate with like wow this shot just lasts forever the pace mm-hmm. is so weird this movie is a quick 68 or 69 minutes long and it the pace of it is so wild yes. especially the first like 45 minutes how much minutes time do hour. you think it covers i felt like it was a year and a half oh i would have guessed 4 Okay, because that montage, I was like, a lot could happen they in that got married, yeah. they a long time. did dishes. Because she was just a teenager mm-hmm. and the, at the carnival, like having a good time with her pals. And then she was a married lady mm-hmm. pretty quickly. 
Which but, is often how it happens uh, in Christian But they kept exactly the same <laughs> hairstyles. Right. Mm-hmm. So Except it could have been honestly like three months. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she met that guy pretty fast. Yeah. That is also but kind yeah, of a... But yeah, uh, but time is a theme. And also it just felt sometimes like you were skipping a few pages in a book. Like it would just overlap into the next scene in a crazy way. Oh, yeah. And that's I... why it felt like an art film sometimes where it's just mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of into this. Is this <laughs> weird sound still going? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of almost like what reads in 20 18 is like avant-garde choices in terms yeah. of like cutting and stuff like for example here's like a little sample of what it might have felt like to watch this movie in terms of the acting as well as like some of the montages which you can kind of tell through the sound that's why he came to earth jesus christ was born a human being and he grew and lived the life that god's holiness demands of each of us and he was punished and killed punished as though he was one of us that seems so unfair whoever said love is fair when you begin to see just how far God has gone to bring us back to himself, <laughs> Where is you that? begin to see what the real meaning of love is. <laughs> Helicopter! <laughs> yeah, so many like almost overlapping things and almost like sitcom transitions too. Got a couple of really nice guys. No, that's not too bad. I met Christ. What? I met Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I know what that guy was talking about. I'm a Christian now. She sounds like well, she's making great. fun of Christians. That's the thing. That's what it Meanwhile, down the street. That's what I like in I find it very strange that the character who is supposed to and I think this happens a, a lot in uh Christian entertainment, the Thank character you. that is supposed to be the uh the good bastion of Christianity uh-huh. seems soft-headed. Like, sure, 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 like sure. that like she sounded like Zombie she was like. zonked on drugs yeah, I and i'm like jesus christ yeah well don't you understand yeah jesus, jesus is love and love. like is. like the no, person you would avoid exactly. at a party <laughs> why not just have them talk normally like and i think that it's this idea that like that sounds calm and good yeah like and oh they found peace in yes, their lives They're i'm so peaceful now <laughs> i stay in bed all day for days <laughs> because of the peace from jesus like now this character uh, i would fall through four movies i'll tell you that much <laughs> it's that fourth movie where it's they like really a, crack the code christian maria banford jesus or something uh, oh that's oh, so good my uh, lord uh, so, uh, <coughs> um, maria i'm jesus <laughs> i'm like what okay <laughs> oh my gosh this, oh, again wow. i'm following this through a whole day. series oh sure yeah it's weird but then i feel like uh lately they tried to they like lean too far into the other way where the Christian character is like way too versed in culture and is like making a lot of references and stuff You mean like, like that. current Christian movies? Yeah, or, or like a cool youth pastor kind of feel, you know? Uh, oh, I they're should. They're into Trader Joe's oh, yeah, and they're like, talking about glass. You've heard of Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm here to tell you about Fifty Shades of Grace. <laughs> yeah. Like that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. that feels like a real one. But honestly, <laughs> I'm like, sure it is. even in this time, someone must have watched this and been like, Christians are like they're duds in this movie oh and the guy who's the like teen pastor who's always he's got like the mutton chops and bad hair i couldn't tell if he was supposed to be an example of good or bad well there's two pastors one of them is like kind of uh three so there's one that looks like you is everyone a pastor in this movie there's kevin eliza you're a pastor now too (laughs) i have so much responsibility then there's like the fake pastor you know who doesn't make it to heaven and then there's like just that Who's weird like, pastor that can't comes we to just think of this as room. metaphors and yeah. i'm like ah oh, you're uh, making fun of me movie yeah oh yeah there's steve carell pastor 
uh, heretic pastor and Kevin Porter pastor. Yeah, and so <laughs> yeah. that guy, guy even who's supposed to be you know one of my, the Christian like thought leaders is such a dud, and he's the guy so in shorts. preachy and luxury. This yeah, is no like, joke. This is not a fairy tale. <laughs> it will happen just as sure as you and I are here right now. Welcome to the Ark Life. So Christian, be alert. And friend, if you haven't given your life to Christ, do it. And do it now. Because the rapture will come and Christ will return. It says in the Bible that this he will This is like come the slow kid reading out loud. I class. love this intro. <laughs> we will, we will. Freddie Mercury is in I, this movie. I do feel like, though, that character was the felt the most real to me. The rest of them all feel like, what would a human being do? And I felt like he was like... That's how he is at parties anyway. Yeah, I like, can oh, yeah. And I've definitely been at a party with it's that guy. going to happen. Oh, yeah, I met, a, like, I met uh, that guy recently, actually, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> he mansplained Christianity to you? Uh, not Christianity, but some aspects of Jordan B. Peterson's uh, philosophy okay. uh, in ways that were interesting. The level of mansplaining in this movie is exhausting. Well, here, I, I want to go back to something die. Eliza said before. Oh, great. Which was the... Uh, uh, as I always do, is one of the examples of the pastors and the guy who, again, like Left Behind, what, what we're finding out in this movie is that Left Behind is just like a super high dollar remake of A Thief in the Night. Like, yeah. And Jerry B. Jenkins and Tim LaHaye, who became, at least LaHaye, became huge figures in the moral majority religious right, mostly through the success of Left Behind, mm-hmm. which is just kind of a rip of this movie and a rip of like this thought process at the time but the um to uh, one of the characters that shared in both the cinematic universes is the pastor who thought he was preaching the right gospel and the right word but can't you just love people and that's good enough no (laughs) (laughs) no you gotta say these words yeah so here's like a little excerpt of his sermon you insist that the bible is anything more than the poetic expression of those greater principles by which man lives with man is to box oneself in with a wealth of opinion and counter-opinion which really doesn't matter because it really doesn't affect the way we are. What matters, my friends, is what we can know about man's relation to man. Create the universe in six days if you like, but don't force me to accept that myth as fact and make our relationship depend upon it, upon my accepting it. How dare you? (laughs) So that guy is like, that's the bad pastor. The guy saying that. And this whole idea, I think, and something, again, that I I guess I just like struggle with in general is this idea of like specifics, a specific God. That is honestly where I think religion gets dark because I think it's kind of classism. I think that it's like taking God and from an individual and saying, you need me, you need my rules and my interpretation and my allowances for you to actually have a relationship with Mm -hmm. this God instead of you have a relationship with it because you read about it. Yeah. And you have a brain. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's where, that's where money starts coming into it. That's Mm -hmm. where it's like, you need to, there again, there's there's rankings within churches and classes and stuff. And that's where it gets spooky to me. And it's like tribalism too. It's my team, my people, my country, we got it right. We figured it out. We have the thoughts, we have the wealth of knowledge or whatever. And it's like, it sucks because our main girl in this movie She's like, she's 
you know, she goes to church. She's, she says like, yeah, I'm kind of into it. And like, what else do you need? I need to be a good person. And yeah, she's, she's your cautionary punished tale. for it. She's mm-hmm. punished for it. And it's such a like awful fear-based way to go about your faith. It's like, well, I don't want to be patty. So I can't have, you know, some sort of wishy-washy. Like I have to be all in, so sure, so hardline on all this stuff and follow this one guy, you know, yeah. who came to my house and made me sit on the floor <laughs> and ate my snacks. Are you afraid that you're patty, Caroline? <laughs> I, I think Patty's cool. I kind of liked the gal that played Patty. Oh, what do yeah, you think yeah. about her? Yeah, she's good. Yeah. She's yeah. fine. She for, had a tough role. Movie. I mean, she was a lot of running lot around of running. and oh, sweating. She and, got like, her cardio in on those shoes. A lot days. of weight. What do you mean? Good grief. Uh, in peasant tops. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like the with with God stuff. And there's even I just was that. I, would you guys ever think about calling the this podcast God stuff? God stuff. Yeah. Oh, we should. Yeah, let's God rebrand stuff. it 2019 <laughs> <laughs> with God stuff. Not, we're just talking God stuff. It's, it's God a bunch stuff. of God. It's probably less intimidating, <laughs> or I will say it'll probably trick less people when we get oh, angry emails from them. <laughs> yeah, this was not God enough. It's it was not good. Clean we got a comedy. lot of this is not God enough emails. I'll tell you that. But we have a folder called rebukes in our inbox, ah. which is yeah, full of uh, a lot. I avoid it. Yeah, <laughs> and I. I take a bath in it every night. <laughs> um, but the this idea of as just like a counter in the room, so we don't just like disappear up our own noses, is uh, what I've heard before is like if you say if you talk about uh, the person that you're with and you start describing them, like I love their I love their brown hair, I love the way when we talk about this, blah 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 blah. I love the way da da da, and you name these specific things, but the specific things are wrong about the person. Well, then who are you describing? That's like what we do when we get our theology and our doctrine wrong about God. Mm. So when we do that, we dishonor him by not knowing and having a firm grasp on that stuff. Conversely, on the other side of that coin, and what I more lean towards is it's very hard for me to wrap my mind around a God who's really concerned. Like right? For, like, for instance... Like you didn't say it the right way. Yes! I hate you now. Like, yeah. what? I was yeah. thinking the same thing watching that movie. I was like, this God seems like a like a dork jerk. He's yeah. like, you have to say it exactly right. And also, I don't care if you are nice or smart um, or interesting. Or you, doing the thing you thought best because you, you knew it wasn't the best. You just have confused. to say my words like I said to, to say them. I know. Um, yeah, it's so, and you're, for that metaphor of like describing a person, I feel like really what it is, if you are saying, like, you, what if you get those things wrong about that person? Mm-hmm. What are you saying about them? What you need is me standing between you and that person oh, telling yes, you yes, 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 what yes. they look like yeah. and what they're like. like. Like, you don't know your own mind again. Yeah, like, and also, like, you have not connected with it. Like, why do you know more than that? Like, how yeah. do you, uh, did you hang out with God? Yeah. Did you have dinner with him in a time when I was not invited? Which I think, I think the on. more interesting and like probably productive conversation is like, oh, this is the person I know. How are our people similar? Exactly. That's kind of cool. And that's exactly. amazing. And maybe yeah. that says something and maybe there's a little bit of truth there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That feels like it's more meaningful because it's true for both of us. Yeah. Uh-huh, wow. Rather than like a chaperone date. Yeah. <laughs> like talk about her hair. <laughs> like, that's exactly hey, her, her hair. Right. hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, and I like, think where it breaks down though is like, well, my God says murdering is good. Yeah. My yeah. God says murdering is bad. It's well, like, it doesn't well, count as murdering. Well, the definition of murdering. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, um, and, I, and I feel like it also, like the, one of the more extreme examples of some of this is 
the Ca- the Roman Catholic Church where it's like not only do you have to say the exact words but they're in Latin and you don't know that and we do and so also give us a whole bunch of money and we'll say secret prayers for you that you don't know about and, and pay extra yeah and then we get to live in this castle <laughs> right, of opulence right, right. let Especially alone do like terrible early things to Catholic people church yeah that's yeah pretty rough. and I even I even think about it in ways like well like for instance uh, there's a guy named Josh Harris he wrote a book called I Kiss Dating Goodbye as part of like the purity culture abstinence movement of the mid 90s who as of recording this I think yesterday put out a statement saying never mind uh, yeah they yeah. always but do he, he, he said, kind of did already like I couldn't tell how this statement he's been was working different. on it was it was officially like we're stopping publication of it oh, but okay. but anyway again he and he was pretty uh sanitized with how he worded some of the stuff so like if someone said well do you believe we should have sex now he'd be like well that's not what I said <laughs> but anyway just the idea I just really want people to think about that and really think about it. I'm not saying agree or disagree with me, but like really think about the idea of like absence and purity culture movement stuff, which can lead to honestly so much like rape culture stuff, mm-hmm. especially in patriarchal churches. Um, the idea that God is concerned with paperwork. Yeah. I find really, I find really challenging. So it's like, like uh, you're getting down with your, with your special friend in the car, guy knocks on your door. <laughs> license registration and it's God and he wants to make sure you have a marriage license well, and, and your hand pulls up and it's a Kermit puppet and you're like what we're doing nothing wrong <laughs> come here on, come on now we're getting silly how I'm dare sorry. you um, that's too I personal th- this movie even made me think that just about the the idea of prayer like mm-hmm. oh, God will help you but you have to ask like if you don't ask he doesn't notice yeah. like so this guy gets bit by the snake and he's dying and like you're gonna die well but then we we asked god to stop by and otherwise he wasn't gonna be on his day planner yeah it's kind of this weird like a freakish turn of free will like the idea of free will in christianity is supposed to be that like god's not gonna force himself on you or whatever but also he'll show up a lot if you see him you know but like ultimately you need to decide which is probably a good thing i think what's weird but it can turn into like he's this like coy god who's like yeah you had to ask me i think think what's strange is that it feels like the don't make me intervene How much do you want me to? It would be a shame if you die. The whole town wants me to? Okay, fine. All right. If everybody wants me to, I... No, guys, I'm feeling sad. Oh, I'm feeling fat. No, yeah. You don't think... I'm not your favorite. Mm. Um, Well, I think a big disconnect for me is that in a lot of religious thought, um, the person that that religion is being... is asking me to be is so as like the best kind of person mm. is so far removed from the God that they are telling me is in charge. Oh, interesting. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you're, you're saying. asking me to be generous and thoughtful and concerned, but you're telling me that God is like, not unless you say my secret words. And even then you got to say them 12 times and really make me feel it. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Which I is why it's really hard to reconcile. Like, like we've talked about before, like old Testament, God, new Testament, God, like the good cop, bad cop of like, God the Father and Jesus Christ as it's expressed in like Christian doctrine because it is like yeah it feels paradoxical and it feels like a hard thing to model in total yeah like oh God can commit genocide but I shouldn't but he can you know because he is God and his wrath is just and good and most of the time like just the like for me like uh, like I feel like in the past what's been a lazy kind of cop out or something like that just 
be like Christ, whatever, who cares? But it's it's hard. It's hard to reconcile like those things because they're not not true. It's there, and it's all part of the picture. And if you believe in this triune God that the doctrine would say, then you're either lying to yourself or like playing a weird game. So anyway, just interesting stuff to think about from a thief in the night. <laughs> also, one other thing that I really, I was like, what? Come on. That moment where the the churchy girl, uh, the one on the far Jenny? end. Oh, yeah, Jenny. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. Pigtails. Um, when uh, Slutty Girl is like, I'm going to tell you about the bird. You got a boyfriend, so I'm going to tell you about oh, the yeah, birds and the bees. Right. Or like where babies come from or something like that. Um, and Churchy Girl is like, I'm going to walk away. I don't want to hear this kind of talk. Like, she didn't say, I'm going to tell you how hard it rocks. I'm going to tell you about like, <laughs> the- she's like, I'm going to give you just information about the working, oh, how things well, I work. She and she's was like, also being that's kinda disgusting. To it being like, oh, but now you should know because you guys should go do it. Yeah. And, but again, if I would think Jenny could be like, Hey, uh, I think maybe y'all shouldn't do it. Or like, can we talk about this? But being like, I won't hear this. <laughs> I was like, what? That's a weird reaction. I'm out of here, my good friend. Yeah. That's uh, just I think fun. that's a fine reaction. Can we stop talking about this? <laughs> you can no, take a walk. I'm comfortable with the sex <laughs> the, you mean the birds and the frogs, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know how this rumor got this started. Is a, this is just a weird note that yeah. I noticed upon second watching. Uh, there are two helicopters and an airplane in this movie mm. for a low budget. I feel like they knew someone with an airfield. Are you sure they were two helicopters? There was... Not just one in two different scenes? No, because they were very different helicopters. Oh, like the first okay, one right. where they went on their first date to the at the carnival. I looked back like, on the beach and I saw two cal- helicopters <laughs> yeah, behind me. Helicopter and she's like, okay. <laughs> one had carried the other. Uh, right. And then the second helicopter is the one they're chasing Patty with and it's oh. yellow and has like that bubble hood on oh, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was just, I was kind of striking me. Like, well, that's some budget. Yeah. yeah. Well, or they had like a friend with a bunch of helicopters <laughs> and they were like, we could put in another helicopter scene because yes, we make helicopter Harry produce. Sir, he yeah. said well, we can use his <laughs> as long helipad. as I get to fly him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted to fly. I will say, like again, talking about like the two movies that work here, like the pure movie and the second movie. I am creeped out by a lot of this movie. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like purely through the work of the intent of the people who are making it, or if it's just like what this movie is. But there's something about like they're talking like body snatchers half the yeah, time. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and that that end loop too. I do find this stuff anywhere. And these there will be will no place able to get away anywhere. And it's just like cross cut shots of her like freaking out and Freddie Mercury's She's coming just like at her. Screaming and it yeah. peeks out. Yeah. And like the film stock of a nineteen seventy two low budget B movie. And the, one of the producers on this did the blob in the fifties. So there's like Yeah, there's like a horror element to it in some ways. Yeah. Which is interesting. And even when it's bad, it's kinda good. So like mm-hmm. I see yeah. I see the value in that. So anyway. Well, let's get to our final thoughts sure, about this yeah. movie, yeah. about A Thief in the Night. The way this works, mm-hmm. Eliza, we're going to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down in the form of a holy toast or a holy roast. Holy toast, we send it all the way to heaven. It gets okay. raptured up to heaven where the angels will be toasting it forever. Or holy roast, much like Patty, it's going to hell. To hell. We don't know if Patty's in hell. <laughs> Well, she's in the bottom of a river, most likely. Also, they had to get their tattoos either on their hand or their head. And one guy was Give like, it to me, my hand. Yeah. I believe. Put it on my ass. I don't care. Why would you need that? <laughs> oh, it's okay. Just start here. This Sorry. felt pretty like anti... Uh, Anti-casual placement of tattoos? <laughs> Anti-casual placement of tattoos. But it felt like almost... Uh, I don't know, the 70s is kind of a, mid- a midpoint, but it feels like Red Scare. Yes. It feels like... 
uh, a huge fear of globalism and it does you see as like a forerunner to so much of like the conservative politic that dominates conversation today when it we talk about nationalism and trade and all this stuff Mm -hmm. anyway Mm -hmm. Caroline oh uh, there is a third option if you don't want to give it either and you think that's too harsh either way you can send it to purgatory you can put it in the space between if you want to Okay. Poor Dave. He's just he's been there for so many episodes. Just waiting for people crash. (laughs) Uh, Caroline, we'll start with you. Uh, Sure. Um, I'm gonna give it a roast, but with some caveats because this movie actually probably depending on like the upbringing you had is either a really interesting um, history to look at at like this moment in time in the 70s and religion and filmmaking and what they were trying to say and how they were doing it it's kind of interesting on that level and kind of like weird to watch and like I said sort of enjoyable on that level but if you came from like a Christian upbringing like it's a very (laughs) traumatic and like horrible thing that you were told was going to happen and so it can be kind of just like rough to watch Um, but definitely not as rough I think is the left behind with Kirk Cameron I think that one's worse. I think it is worse. Yeah, I yeah. think this one's a little bit more interesting, at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you go down some fun pathways on this one. Oh, sure. Um, so I'd give it a holy roast. It's, uh, but uh, I, like I said, it's interesting. So maybe if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. A holy roast from Caroline. Yeah. We turn it to Eliza. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a roast. Okay. What? Um, I, it, it was not a good movie. <laughs> Uh, did there you watch w- it by yourself, by the I way? I did. Okay. I'm That's sorry. <laughs> you think I would have liked it more if I'd seen it with friends? I think maybe, yeah. <laughs> we did. I think that really affected it. Yeah. Yeah, watching yeah. it together. Uh-huh. Well, you usually do like things more when you yeah. see them with other people. Um, but uh, yeah, there were interesting aspects. Um, but I just, I just, like, on the filmmaking level. It's a stinker. Yeah. It's a big time stinker. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's hard to deny. <laughs> no, you're not going to upset any Thief in the Night stands listening to this. <laughs> I, I, the hive will not they come They turned it you. off all while ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they tuned out during Unitarian. midway in the guest Click. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will give it not a toast, but not a roast. I'm going to give it a space between because I am so fascinated by it. Hmm. And while I concur with Eliza, it is not good on a filmmaking level, but it is great on a historical artifact level. Mm. And I find merit in the watching of it and not taking it literally for its themes and views, but viewing it from a safe enough distance in 2018, maybe with a buddy, maybe with a beer, and just having some fun with it. I think I think that's a safe way to process these things. Yeah. Yes. Fair. Agree. But we're not the final word on this. You're the final word listener, so... You can give it a roast or toast. Go to at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter. Vote and Pokemon go to the polls. And remember to Pokemon go to the polls for the midterms. November 8th. <laughs> it's going to work. It's going <laughs> to work. Time. This time it's going to work. Time. It didn't work that well last she time. She keeps her <laughs> siren song going. <laughs> um, do you guys know the the film The Rapture? No, we no. should have done that. No, I don't. It's was it a recent I, film? It was from ninety one. Oh, okay. And David Duchovny's in it. I had to watch it in one of my I'm religion listening. classes, but I slept through most of it. Um, Bad but it's girl. A, and so I don't remember it that well. But I think it's pretty upsetting. And it's a, I do remember it's about a woman who is convinced that the rapture is about to come, so she takes her daughter and goes out into the desert to wait for it. Oh, interesting. Easy, so it's not a literal rapture. rapture I guess. It's more like her oh, in a delusion for a second. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's where it goes down. Is it a horror film? No, but it's 
Yeah, I'm like, it's one of the, like, this reminded me, I was like, oh, what was that Rapture movie? I should watch that again and see what that is. Because I remember it finding, like, finding it, like, engaging, but yeah. also fell asleep a little bit. Because the folklore of a Rapture is pretty amazing. And, like, I'm telling you. People you, do, you know, that's what that whole show I is about. I did a pilot about, about, it. Yes. about it. Like, it's a really weird tale that we tell. And I've said it before, it's a tough hang in the first season, but Leftovers <laughs> is... A good. I thought you were gonna say just the rapture in general. The rapture yeah. is yeah. good. When those people First disappear, it's like, well, it's just rough. a bunch of clothes. Yeah. But then it's like, ooh, who's the Antichrist? Who's Jesus? <laughs> I guess the Antichrist is the one who's saying he's yeah. Jesus. I know who my friends are. Real quick, they yeah. all disappear. I love that a big part of the Antichrist is like he's, he's hot. handsome. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> like my he'll be attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah he'll be multicultural, so attractive. He'll trick the world into believing him by solving the world's problems. Yeah, fully. Yeah, yeah. We'll be right back with more good Christian. Fun. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, imagine a world, if you will, where you have an extra hour in your day. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to go for a run? Are you going to take a nap? Are you going to read a book? Are you, hey, you know, listeners of this show, are you going to pray? Are you going to perhaps read not only a book, but maybe the good book? Well, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what it is that's important to you and to make that a priority. And guess what can help you do that? Therapy. Therapy can help you find what matters to you. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And I can attest to this personally. I've been in therapy for 11 years now, and it has helped me tremendously to figure out my priorities, to figure out where my time is going and why, and how to focus on the things I need to focus on and shy away from the things that I actually don't care about, but I just kind of get in autopilot and I'm not feeling and dealing and tuning into my body in real time. Therapy helps with all of that. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GoodChristianFun today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash GoodChristianFun. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. God is real. (laughs) (laughs) And delicious. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. I'm cutting in on that, baby. Uh, Eliza, before we get into our next segment, tell me about... Your podcast, Cool Playlist. Ah, um, it's called Cool Playlist. Oh, <laughs> I'm listening already. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I get, I make a playlist for a specific life event, moment, or occasion, mm-hmm. always with a guest. Um, and it's uh, yeah. So like the first one we did a goth wedding, um, uh. and we've done first day in a cool outfit. That was actually with Demi. Oh yes, Mister. Did you even mm-hmm. love that? And uh, so, so like sometimes they're. F- 
they're fantastical. Um, we've done, I just got superpowers. Now I have to figure out how to use them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sometimes they're very relatable, like walking around after a breakup or waking up, getting out of bed. Oh, and, that's great. Yeah. And the guest picks five songs. I pick five songs. Then we go back and forth and we just sort of like talk about them. And uh, I try to talk about, I, I, I do some research about the music, mm. but otherwise it's, um, it's a lot of, I think it's a fun way to get to know people. It's a terrific format. I feel like there's not a lot of, for whatever reason, really up until like Cool Playlist and Punch Up, I feel like there's not a lot of comedy music podcast, like where those things intersect that the podcasts are good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's been a while. Been yeah. a long time coming. Yeah. I think it was an, an element, especially of like LA comedy podcasts mm-hmm. that was lacking. I know that there are, there's other comedy bubbles that I don't know as much about that, that, that do have. Right. Uh, some stuff but i don't think not my format or bunch of yeah um, but yeah yeah it's and it's those are the things that i love music and comedy well it's a terrific show everyone should listen to it everyone should unsubscribe to this show (laughs) and free up some time listen (laughs) you don't need this we're we're starting to repeat it's episode 59 we're already running on fumes (laughs) what else are you gonna talk i mean cool playlist there's still that nice new sheen on it (laughs) everyone's personally connected to the material but in honor of that let's do a new segment on the show we've never done this segment before we've done the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time. That's where we try to find the absolute worst song in Christian rock or pop or whatever the genre may be. But let's try the hunt for the best Christian song of all time. You are the best. Christian song of all time. <laughs> nice. That was a demo from late Ray LaMontagne. He used to be a Christian and he oh. recorded that. So... There's going to be a different theme. Every time we do this segment, there'll be a different theme. Sometimes it'll be more general, like redemption or, you know, Mm -hmm. Jesus or something like this. But in honor of Eliza and Cool Playlist, let's do a very specific theme. The theme for today's hunt is working out in sweats, training for a church marathon in 1985. Woo-hoo-hoo. Working out in sweats for a church marathon. Church-sponsored marathon? For a church-sponsored marathon Great. in 1985. Fun. Thank you. Okay. So the first song... What are we raising money for? Oh, so you have picked them all? <laughs> uh, I've nominated them, but we all vote on them. <laughs> okay, all right. And by the way, our definition of best can be whatever we want. Okay. Great. But I will say, a lot of the worst song submissions, and everyone was so lovely, our listeners were so lovely to submit them. Yes, keep but submitting those, by Keep the way. submitting them. But we also want submissions are for the best Christian song of all time. Uh, th- they submitted worst Christian songs. Yes, they have. They are have they in su- the past. submitting songs that they know? Like I like just a name. Or are they rec- writing and recording bad Christian songs? <laughs> we, we have not had the oh latter yet. Oh my gosh, we've had maybe, no originals. Yeah, maybe we should, do, we should that. do that. But we've made some of our own on second service. But I don't know if that counts. Uh, but I would <laughs> really like some, some bad songs. On yeah, there. I'd like yeah. a few listener submissions. Yeah, that'd be incredible. Mm-hmm. Send us like a thirty-second demo. Yeah. Sure. Jesus is great. Remember when he did that thing? You know what I mean. That's that our first thing one. That he did. That thing. was great. Jesus. It thing. was a lot when of different stuff. Most of it was great. There I'm we gonna go. be humming on the way home. Yeah, very good. Uh, uh, well. Uh, but quick note also, Eliza, I used to watch you do Diamond Lion a lot oh. of the time. And so it's fun to hear you do a song right here, right on my couch. <laughs> a really bad one. Really one of the honor. best yeah. musical improvisers Oh, that was the just game. a throwaway for you. Yeah, so good. So uh, Thanks. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. So our definition of best can be whatever we want. It can be, actually, you think this is the best song or it can be 
the best in the way that you don't have the right by yeah. Phillips Craig and Yeah, because this has happened with some of the worst songs. They've ended up being songs and that's we fun, love. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so let's try these two nominees that I have picked. So, okay. you know, the bats right. low court, but I okay. still give deference to the vote mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. the panel. Two fun things about these songs. They're both exactly three minutes and 23 <laughs> seconds long. Weird. <laughs> and they're both the released in 1985. Is that a song length? Oh, okay. Uh, Not <laughs> of the devil. No, they're both six minutes and 66 <laughs> seconds long. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't think was possible. The first that's how song, he does it. He's tricky. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm lacing up my sneaks. I'm stretching. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Training <laughs> for the church-sponsored marathon in 1985. The first nomination is Love of Another Kind. By the artist, arguably the queen of Christian pop, Miss Amy Grant. Yes. You're with your trainer. It's fun. Crosscut. I'm going to show them all this year. Yeah. You're not doing it quite right. They come behind you. They straighten out your fist and arms. Yeah, that's right. Trying to run, can't run. <laughs> Try again, can't do it again. Kicking over a trash can. <laughs> Going upstairs, downstairs. Running trying it. to run, getting better at it. Getting a little faster. Someone looking at their stopwatch in disbelief. Uh-huh. Yelling at High yourself five. in the mirror, <laughs> crying. Roller skating. Cussing yourself out. Trying on different running hats. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Kind of unearned, but we'll go with it. (laughs) This is the album cover. This might be my favorite album cover of hers. She's in a leopard print blazer. I love that blazer. Yeah. It's a black and white cover. It was like her signature jacket for a while. I feel like someone, like, you could put out that cover in I was about to say, like, I have to figure out my album cover. I (laughs) might just do that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Uh, taking it down for yeah, the bridge. Yeah, this is slow motion. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see progress. Or, uh, like, Jesus shows up and is like, stopwatch, <laughs> you won. And she's like, what? Turns out the race was already won a long time ago mm-hmm. on the cross. <laughs> he's hobbling around on oh, the cross. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's not currently on the Come on. Uh, Oh, I, I, I. Uh, to, just in case anyone didn't think that I was a total heathen, um, I for Easter this year I did watch um, Last Temptation of Christ. How okay. was it? Have you seen it? No. It's uh, wild. Yeah, it's pretty sexy in parts, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Green Goblin. Yeah. 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 He he he's a he's a hot he hot G's <laughs> hot G's. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that's good. Weird. Oh wow. All right, so this this is it. That's pretty much the yeah. That's the song. There's some fun. Fantastic. Uh, there's some choice, fun Kevin. background singer ad libs in the background, such Ooh. as that. Vince Skill? No, not the time. First I think one. it's Gary Chaps. Ooh, yeah, doing kind of the Migos thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very specifically placed. <laughs> uh, just in the left. 
<laughs> All right, so that is Fantastic. Love of Another Kind. Ooh, I'm amped okay. up. From the Amy Grant album, Unguarded. Pretty broad. So I just ran you, my fastest mile ever. <laughs> so were you a minutes. kid listening to Amy Grant being like, she gets it. She, she gets is me. my queen. Everything's right in the world. Like, were you like a super fan? I started li- uh, regularly listening to Amy Grant a year ago. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, and that's that's been part of it for the show is like hunting for stuff. Yeah, I think she's like a generation before us a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Probably first I album. still no. beloved. I have no idea when she happened. I just know that like she 80s, broke in 80s, 90s. peaked in like early 90s yeah. and then kept hanging out. Yeah. Since then. And she does like a lot of Christmas stuff now. I associate her with like a hat. She's got a hat. Like, she's so cute. I got a little hat. Oh, Eliza. Polka she's dots? she's yeah. literally yeah. got a yeah. song called Hats. Does she? <laughs> yes, right. on Heart and Motion. Oh my gosh, I'm so right. Yes. <laughs> you, right. Was, you were right all along. Mm. So yeah, the lyrics, uh, they say love is cruel. They say love is fragile. But I found in you, probably God, mm-hmm. love another, of another kind. They say love brings hurt. I say love brings healing. Understanding first, it's a love of another kind. The love I know is a love so few discover. They need to know Jesus's love is like no other. And so on and so mm-hmm. forth. You'll be left behind. So it's, yeah, you'll be left behind. <laughs> 666, the beast is coming. Get ready, y'all. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Amy Grant over Ooh, now. I'm running now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's basically it. Love of another kind. The next song, the next nominee in this hunt is a little song called Destined to Win. Destined to Win okay. by DeGarmo and Key, which is essentially... The Christian music equivalent of Holland Notes. Mm. Two men teaming up, making some dad rock together. So this is this is that song. Another training session. More than physical training, there's mm-hmm. a lot of like, I don't think I can do it. Yeah, yeah there's discouragement. You can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of different kids like get too tired and then like another kid help them keep running. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so great. it encourages cooperation. Yeah. Because it's weird destined to win. Yeah, so it's, it's already oh, kind of a man in motion vibe to it, I guess. That's great. <laughs> Yes. Maybe a kid that like sprained his ankle, you yeah. know, but they're still, he's still on crutches and they're like helping him along. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's like, no one cares about me. And then yeah. when CC someone's going to help him, he's like, what? I have a friend? Oh, I thought I was going to hand out water the whole time. And then all those friends peel off their Mission Impossible faces and are oh. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> they're all Jesus? They're all, it was, it was happening at different times. It's not like constant, like. Overwhelmed it's not like Santa Claus at different malls. <laughs> I guess like, he is omnipresent. <laughs> no, I'm on board. <laughs> Leads his people to victory. I love those little. I don't know what that is. That that instrument. It's almost like a marimba. Wait, the. the, the I mean, I think it's 
probably a synth, but... No, they use all real instruments <laughs> on this track. It's very clear. Yeah. Oh, boy, you believe so many things. <laughs> That's actually the most problematic belief I have. I don't believe synths exist. They always use instruments. Oh. It's a harpsichord. Come on. Oh, honey. And so on and so forth. Destined to win. Great So chorus. it's much more, yeah, it's much more, you know, about when it, it, the stakes are higher in this one. The former, lyrically, is a little more like, I know something you don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is more like, we're going to friggin' do this, man. the whole fucking point. <laughs> <laughs> it's very triumphant. And it, it is anthemic by definition. This song's to all the people with light in their hearts and love in their eyes. You don't have to worry. The song has a dedication? When the ma- mm-hmm, yeah, it's the, that's the first verse. It's a broad dedication, but it is a dedication. And then a prologue. Yeah, a book that's like, this is dedicated to all the readers out there. Oh, all right. When the mountains seem of infinite size, there is one who goes before you to calm the sea. There's a king that leads his people to victory. We are destined to win. We're surrounded by his love and guarded by his power. Destined to win, following the Lord until the battle is over. We're destined to win. Ooh, what's this? Uh, Sammy Grant again. <laughs> she's back. Oh, she's back. Um, Hi, y'all. Oh, miss yeah. me? <laughs> I mean, clearly, I am. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. So, so wait. I have questions. Yes, ma'am. Um, you're in in all of these. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do they need to be by a, a an artist in the filed under Christian music? At the Sam Goody. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I, that's the metric for which I use for this first round okay. that we've done, but mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. necessarily for the future because certainly non-Christian artists can put out Christian songs as they often do, I guess, on Christmas <laughs> albums or whatever. Well, but, definitely on Christmas yeah, albums. But also, I mean, I think if you expand your definition, if they don't have like, I mean, oh, they're, they're obviously like like words in that that are like, P.S., this is Christian for sure, the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, but you mean like bluegrass and stuff or? Well, just like, I feel like, like uh, like the song Wonder by Natalie Merchant. Do you know that song? Yeah, 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 about the heart. Hmm? Isn't it about a heart thing? Or is that the other song? It's about like a a kid with some sort of issue. Yes. But but it like, I feel like, I, I'm, I like to really get into lyrics. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's a song that like, I, I like you could frame things different ways and be like, you could say that it's about this. You could say that it's about, th- like it's it's about, um, God calls me one of, I, I'm, uh, I must be one of the wonders, God's own creation. Um, and like all these people come from around, they can't believe me, they mm-hmm. don't believe what they're seeing. And, and I'm like, that could be about Jesus. Totally. Right? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. A, the, this is a common trope in Christian pop, especially people thirsty for crossover, is making the lyrics vague enough so it's like, is it a girlfriend or is it God? But then, maybe on the other side of the tracks, mm-hmm. is it about God or a girlfriend? You could do the same game, yeah. Um, like a, like a, a non-religious th- version of it is, I think very often some of the most passionate uh, love songs are actually about uh, parents singing about children. Totally. About like yeah. th- this, oh, yeah. like pure, like I will always love you and everything. Like my life is my life because of you. Mm-hmm. Um, people like to ascribe that to uh, romantic love, and like, doesn't it make a lot more sense as a parental thing? Yeah, oh, interesting. Totally. Yeah, I wonder if I could read into more songs that way. There's this song by Michael Bublé. Um, I just haven't met you yet. 
I just oh, haven't yeah, met that's you that's on. Yet. I am like, that has to, I don't even know if he knows that's about a baby, but that's straight up about a baby. Aw. Like, love that. Uh, my whole life is going to be changed wow. once I know you. There's no sexual element to it at all, though? Mm-hmm. Mm. Let me Isn't the music video the music video? The music video, sexual, yeah, the music video wife, for sure is literally like, his wife. Is yeah, out, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they want people like they want us to think it's yeah, exactly. romantic. But um, it's like Reliant K putting that. <laughs> what did we say in that episode? Uh, that young woman in the music video for a song that was clearly about the Lord. That was so weird. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Bublé did that a little bit. Uh, but yeah, this is this is an interesting concept. Opening up the definition. Mm. To songs maybe not explicitly mm-hmm. found under but Christian. Could be about God if we wanted that. At the to. Uh, at the current operating chain, Sam Goody or Tower Records, <laughs> if you will. I mean, is there any operating chain at this point? So I There's always none. just go with Sam Goody. I mean, Sam Goody and Walden Books. Best Buy with Walden Books. Oh, B Dalton. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey. Bookseller. Yeah. Best Buy stopped selling CDs a couple months ago. Wow. Walmart still sells them and Target. Lady Gaga goes to a Walmart in her documentary to buy her CD. Oh, yeah. This that. Just, that was so strange. That was <laughs> made my least favorite part of that documentary. It was weird. It's kind of a bummer. Yes. Um, anywho, I love these songs. Can I give you my choice? Sure. Okay. I say the Amy Grant one because mm-hmm. we're doing a, a church marathon to raise money. Yeah. Oh, it, it doesn't have to be how, mu- how well it conforms to the theme just how much you like it but i get to describe but you get to describe my parameters exactly Um, Exactly. well if we're doing this marathon it's not about winning it's about having fun along the race and having a lot of love in your heart so i'm gonna go amy grant song okay yeah uh i'm gonna say the amy grant song because um i am not motivated by the by the end so if somebody's like you gotta do good in this race because you gotta win it i'm gonna be like eh. but if they're like you gotta do good in this race because you can do it every step of the way and i'll be like okay yeah. i can do this step <laughs> and this next step and i feel like that's more the uh the thing with the amy grant one love that i feel like it's like like hey come on yeah journey, all right not yeah, yeah. Not oh win. i see yeah, yeah. it's Get more casual where it's destined to win feels <laughs> yeah. a little too intense yeah very aggro yeah. yeah it's like when you had two PE teachers in elementary school and one of them was like wanted you to be an athlete and one of them was like it's okay love of the game Let's it's fun the parachute thing again Amy Grant's your sweet PE teacher <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I if I can throw in my own it would be uh, I Would Die For You by Prince as the greatest Christian song of all time uh, I could, would totally put on sweats and like yeah mm, you're not your lover I'm and he wrote friend. that explicitly about God I'm yeah. Oh, yeah. He's very. He, you know, he was like a um, Jehovah's Witness. Oh, yeah. Very devout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for all of the like, he's super religious. He's super like sexual and weird. It was like, well, but actually, super uh, spiritual guy too. Yeah. And also has a uh, had a like super strict set of beliefs that he did adhere to. He wasn't just let anything goes. I do whatever mm-hmm. I want. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I will say between the two, you know, and I. Did I listen to both of these songs on the treadmill this morning at oh, the yeah. gym? Oh, yeah. Which one got you moving? Well, oh. I, I was surprised because it was the first time I listened to them back to back. And my girl Amy got me moving a little bit That's more. right. Oh, she okay, did. So, yeah. yes. It's across the board sweep. Yes, it's an across <laughs> the board sweep. Love of Another Kind by Amy Grant is the best Christian song <laughs> of all time for, for this week. For training for a marathon for, at- church in Wait, 19, marathon or just a race for training for a church sponsored marathon in That's, 1985 a church is sponsoring a 26.2 mile marathon it's a mega church they got they oh got, okay they they just got, so it's a to city this it's a whole town yeah <laughs> they're just town. giving that money away at that point <laughs> sammy grant we made you a champion i made you a champion
that soundbite's still relevant. <laughs> All right. Let, Hi, Tanya. Let's let's wrap things up. Let's bring it down. Let's bring it down to a holy space, a reverent space. Mm-hmm. Just release whatever's been weighing us down this week. This feels like a yoga thing. I mean, it can be if you want it to be. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes yoga's church. Or it's wow. get on your damn people. knees. And confess and do downward dog. Oh, okay, oh, there's a real spectrum here. <laughs> yeah. It's anything you want it to be. All right, uh, that's my jam. Nice. That's my thing. Unitarian, like that bullshit pastor of <laughs> even the night. Uh, Eliza, the way it works on other podcasts, you plug your projects, you promote your social media, or what you're working on, what you're enjoying in secular culture. We don't do that on this show. Mm. We lift it up mm-hmm. to the one true Christian God, or the one many truths Unitarian God. Whoever you choose, we lift it up as a humble sacrifice to him. And we start with Caroline. You can lift me up at Caroline's Farts on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, <laughs> if you want to get more Caroline action in your life. Uh, this week, I wanted to lift up something and I'm forgetting what it is. Uh, you want one of mine? Yeah. No, I don't want one of yours. <laughs> on principle. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, just keep checking on. Doing your thing today. Keep trekking on, trekking on. That's right. Usually Caroline uplifts something in secular culture that she's enjoying. Uh-huh. So if you have one of those. What 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 are you gonna do? Well, I was gonna do in honor of Halloween a spooky show called The Haunting of Hill House. Oh. On, so also something in secular ooh, culture. On Netflix. Too oh, yeah. Spooky. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Right. Oh no, we all do secular culture. Oh, okay, okay. Listen, you sit, you you put Caroline on the spot. You're like Caroline. <laughs> usually, thing. well, no, usually I have something prepared, and this time I was uh, like totally. Oh no, it's not exclusively Caroline's thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah. maybe it's all uh, of our things. maybe I'll lift up. Uh, if you want something fun Ragnarok. to watch on Halloween. Uh, Princess Diaries. It's a good show. Everyone likes it, <laughs> and it won't be spooky. And it's it a good show. Yeah, so you don't like getting scared. Watch that. Sh- watch that show. It's the good. movie's a show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I so if you want to find more of me, I'm at Eliza Skinner. At Eliza Skinner on Twitter. Um, and uh, a cool playlist is my podcast, and oh, so yeah. check that out. Um, it's got a theme for everybody. As far as like other things, um, I really like the podcast uh, Jackie and Laurie. Jackie and Laurie, Laurie Jackie, Kilmartin. Yeah, and, Jackie and Laurie show. Yeah. It's a two uh, female comics talking about being female comics. You can check that out. So that's three three. A p- podcast for you. This one and those two. Terrific. And also, I love The Fly. That's a great movie. Um, oh, Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum one or the old, old Jeff Goldblum? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big body horror fan. I like it when a body gets weird. Yeah. Oh, we should have done one of those Christian body horror movies. Can't I don't think there are any. That. <laughs> that would be... Someone make that. Yes. And then next year, we'll have you on and do it again, as you are apparently Miss Halloween in my mind. <laughs> I, I think I am to you. And if you're in Los Angeles, you can see Eliza perform... Mm-hmm. Her show, Skinner Box. Mm-hmm. We still doing that? Yeah, Skinner Box, Skinner Alive. Those are the, the main two. Uh, the, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll find the dates for it. Oh, um, I'm going to be in uh, in the D.C. area at the Arlington Draft House um, on November 3rd. Fun. November 3rd. Check it out. Just a couple days after this. Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter. And uh, in addition to Haunting of Hill House, I'll lift up uh, <laughs> that comic strip, Nancy. What? Have you been reading the new it? One? Yes. Yeah. The new Nancy comic strip is great, amazing. Yeah, this uh, a cartoonist who goes by the pseudonym or the alias Olivia James took it over in April. First time uh, a woman has written the comic before, 
And it is incredible. It reminds me of like being a kid and reading Farsa and being like, oh, this joke is very good. Mm-hmm. And now Nancy, like these two little scamps, Nancy yeah, and Sluggo, these like depression era little scampy kids are Snapchatting each other. Oh, it's so good. I, it's I sound good. insane, but it's a great, great cut. Co- You've read it. Yeah, it's You know great. what I'm talking about. Sluggo is lit. Uh, and you can follow us at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Get on Facebook. Leave us a review. iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity, of course, is Rain. And if you want another weekly dose of the show, go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for second service. Eliza, thank you so much for joining Thanks us. Thanks for coming. Thanks what for having me. What a delight. Thank you for doing the homework and coming prepared and doing the thing. I'll never watch a movie you tell me to watch again. <laughs> yeah, this was it. That's fair. I've used up my ass. All I know, some, I, there's some people in my life, I'm like, the amount of bullshit I've made you watch for me <laughs> is astronomical and I feel terrible. You're uh, welcome. No problem. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, and all of Pond's people said, Amen. Amen. Uh, let's go out with the loser, ironically. Why? <laughs> That's, why would you not go out with the winner? Because podcast is you are win. wild. Well, because the loser needs our lifting up. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is, if, if we the were following. The guilt is running deep here. I don't have guilt. You have guilt. Okay. You're not deflecting. I am. <laughs> All right. defensive. We're you seeing... can trick or treat. Can I? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, the leap has been closed. No, me and Kermit <laughs> will go out. <laughs> It'll be less weird if I'm holding a that dollar. That actually is a pretty good costume idea, like your Kermit's puppeteer. If yeah, I dressed up as Jim Henson. It's so easy. Yeah, I, mean, I could do that wearing what I am wearing, yeah. literally. Kermit's current puppeteer. Could be anybody. We don't know him. It's Matt Vogel is his name. It was Steve Whitmire. Grow up, Kevin. Oh, boy. Oh, this one. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Uh, hey, y'all, it's me, Amy Grant. Next week on GCF, Kevin and Caroline do something a little different, y'all. Y'all don't have to watch or listen to nothing before next week. Just show up. Just show the hell up. And, you know, that's easier. That's probably easier for freaking everybody, right? Because then you're not going to feel lost or left out. Maybe this format that they've chosen isn't good. Maybe it's more alienating than it's like, yeah, you score a few nostalgia points here and there, but for the most part, it's like, oh, okay, I, I guess I, I guess I can figure out what's going on by the way they're half describing it. Whatever. Anyway, next week on GCF, no topic. Just show up with your little smiling faces. I love you so much. I am your mother, Grant. Over and out. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>